0: On today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, Alex Baumgartner of the Five Reasons Sports Network Fifth Line 5R show is coming on the show to discuss last night's 4-1 victory against the Tampa Bay Lightning today on your first listen of the day, Locked On Panthers.
1: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: The Wednesday, October twentieth edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team every day? This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Ramondo Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MonoMan12. You can follow the National Show, Locked On NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL Show anywhere you listen to podcasts and you can follow the Lockdown Florida Panthers page on Twitter as well at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And Florida Panther fans, third game of the season, 3-0-0, get a big, huge early test road win for this Cats team as they Go up against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the first of four matchups this season, and here's to break down this four to one victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. He is from the Five Reasons Sports Network. He is a very common guest on this show. Glad to welcome him back, Alex Bumgardner. Alex, how are you doing, my dude?
1: You know what, Armando? Normally, when I come on this show, we lost, but today the Panthers had an astounding four one victory against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm feeling great. I'm ready to talk some hockey.
0: Yeah, I think I think the one of the losses was against Carolina last year. I think both of I think both of them was were against Carolina. And then the other time was the expansion uh draft. So yeah. You, the expansion draft, no one could win, no one could lose on that one. So that was no, the, I think I
1: I think I came on like right around the time Wendell signed to like I think it was like right uh, approximately around the same time he like actually signed to come yeah. here.
0: Yeah, I believe so. If <laughs> I re- I lose track of the episodes I record, so uh, with with, with all the people you bring on, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to keep up with. But hey, uh, let let's let's talk some hockey a little bit. So before uh today's game, uh, w- there were some moves that the Florida Panthers made. So um. Matt Kierstead was sent down to AHL Charlotte and Kevin Connaughton was activated off season opening injured reserve. Mason Marchment made his season debut for the Florida Panthers after sitting out the first two games. And we, we had Spencer Knight in this game after Sergei Bobrovsky had that wonderful start to his season 2-0-0 nine three five state percentage and then Spencer Knight was inserted in this one so before we discuss the game what were your initial thoughts when coach Q announced that Spencer Knight would be the starter for this game
1: um after Bob went back to back I knew Knight would get this game because I just didn't see Bob going three straight games so it wasn't really a surprise to me also it kind of just shows the confidence they have in this young kid because Bobrovsky obviously played really good in the first two games. Only gave up five goals, three of which were shorthanded. The XGA was above 11. So Bob was playing really well. And let's just throw Spencer Knight in against the defending Stanley Cup champions and let him get a 30 save night. Not bad.
0: Not bad at all. And I I talked about it on the show yesterday how he was the last guy standing. So the familiarity factor that the moment is never too big for this kid throw them out there again. This isn't as big of a stage as what they were back in May. May 26 was the very last game the Florida Panthers played um, of last season. So great, great to see, great to see that Coach Q just puts them in, puts them in the wolves, however that uh, analogy goes. And um, he gets 30 saves, as you said. And another move with Mason Marchment going into the mix, you and I talked a little bit on Twitter back and forth about not, scratching ryan lomberg against the tampa bay lightning at all and against the tampa bay lightning because of the fact that he really gets in their faces and especially pat maroon especially so uh what, what were your thoughts on uh lomberg getting scratched
1: on this one? um i didn't initially initially like it i kind of understand why it happened now especially since everyone in the bottom six was playing really well the whole team was playing well I think it was more of just getting Marchman's feet wet against a quality opponent also just kind of seeing how he would mesh in that bottom six Lomberg was looking pretty good um in terms of how I thought Marchman did tonight well I don't think he was necessarily better than what Lomberg could have brought I thought Marchman was kind of slow on the first step he did throw the body around a lot more than he was last season which is kind of what he has to do when he's put in that role because when ryan lomberg who's five foot nine is the most physical guy on the forward unit it's gonna take a lot for some of the bigger guys to kind of show up because hornquist is always physical Lomberg's is always physical and these guys are sub six feet so when you got a guy with the frame of mason marchman well he's gonna have to do something like that because he's not gonna have the foot speed of ryan lomberg and he necessarily doesn't have the same drive as Lomberg, because Lomberg, as you know, will get Pat Maroon mad, he'll get Hedman mad, he'll get Sergachev mad, he'll get everyone on the Tampa Bay Lightning mad, and, well, he'll probably get Vasilevsky mad too. So, I'm not entirely upset that Lomberg wasn't in the lineup tonight, especially after the 4-1 win. I would have liked to see a little bit more out of Marchment, but he didn't necessarily play bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marchment got a, a point in this one, a plus-two rating. In this one and quite had a few hits that I noticed, especially uh, in the neutral zone. So going into uh, this game for the Panthers, let's talk about the forward lines. I did talk about yesterday how Duclair was inserted into the top line and Reinhardt was quote-unquote demoted. I never really saw it as a demotion at all because He's going to be back on the top line it's just the mixing and matching that they do in the season and hey look what happened it paid off it helped with anton Lundell's uh first goal of the season and it also helped with uh another, um sam reinhardt got two assists in in this one so let's let's talk about that third line for for the cats
1: early on in the nhl season it's all about kind of seeing who meshes with who where's the chemistry And you could clearly see that Reinhardt enjoys playing with Lundell and Lundell enjoys playing with Reinhardt. Um, Duclair, he can play with anyone. He's been on this team already. He knows he can play in the first line. He can play in the fourth line. I also agree. I don't consider it a demotion, especially on a team like this, where there's not necessarily a first, second, third line. It's Do we want Barkov's line out there? Do we want Huberdo's line out there? Because sometimes line two outperforms the top line, which is line one. And tonight, line three outperformed every other line on the ice. And in the first game, line four outperformed every other line on the ice. So it's kind of just like who meshes with who and where's the chemistry. But on the front of Sam Reinhart, even before the points, he was clearly more comfortable in that game through a big hit I believe it was on Pat Maroon had a nice defensive play which became a penalty but I thought it was a clear 50 50 stick check battle Sam Reinhardt played really good tonight and he made a really hard slick backhand one touch pass to get Lundell wide open for his first career NHL goal
0: and in in that two-on-two it was uh I believe it was Victor Hedman and Jan Ruda who just everybody drew to Anton lindell Then when Anton Lindell had that pass to Reinhardt, everybody drew back to Reinhardt. And then uh Lindell had that beautiful one-timer right in right in the slot. And wow. Uh it's crazy what happens when you have two skaters who are really fast, who possess the puck well, who man, and I also think about it how I thought about I thought about it at the beginning of the season when Joe Thornton was on that line with Anton Lindell. Cool, you have a veteran with Anton Lindell, a guy who's been in the league for God knows how long. But then you think about it, Joe Thornton's not in his prime anymore, and then you have someone who is in their prime in Sam Reinhart. So oh, yeah. as, through three games, it, it it seems to be just a better fit right away. I mean, I mean, I know we're one game into. Sam Reinhardt being on that third line, but man, it's, it's, it's looking so great so far.
1: Quickly. I think Joe Thornton was drafted in 1997 first overall, Anton Lundell was born in 2001. <laughs> so was Spencer Knight. So was I. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of shows how the old and the new can mix well together. And I think everyone's buying it. so can you ask that question about Sam Reinhardt again?
0: So. Sam Reinhart is in his prime. Yeah, Joe Thornton is not. So how how great of a fit is that for this third line?
1: Joe Thornton, just the acquisition. Not even talking about the lines. When you have a guy who has been as loved in this league as Joe Thornton has, obviously, as I said, nineteen ninety seven, he was the first overall pick. He was. Um, the captain of multiple teams in the NHL. He's won the Art Roth. He's won the Hart Memorial. He's been on uh, international teams for Team Canada. Joe Thornton is a future Hall of Famer. Just adding a guy like that into a locker room where you kind of lost some veteran leadership. Obviously, on the ice, Keith Yandel wasn't necessarily the best fit for this team, but in the locker room, the guys loved him. He was a leader and that type of leadership would be missed. I saw a interview with Barkov where he said one of the best days of my summer was finding out that Jumbo was coming to play with us. That's the captain and probably one of the, no, is one of the best players in the NHL saying how excited he was to have Jumbo Joe. Jonathan Huberto posted on his Instagram a picture before the season started of him and Jumbo in a preseason game. He's a legend in the NHL. And when you have a legend battling for a team like this, it was great for Toronto too, but I think it's even better for Florida. Absolutely,
0: and we could we could go on and on and on, and the year that he won the Hart trophy was the year that he got traded too, uh, mid-season at the trade deadline, from Boston to uh, San, San Jose. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, Cherry Garcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German Chocolate. You want to know what my flavor, favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the Cookies and Cream. What? Cookies and Cream, anything, Ice Cream, Goat Bars, Any anything Cookies and Cream related. Why not? It's a very obvious choice. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each Of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie all the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories 17 grams of protein and only five grams of sugar order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like built bar is the official protein bar of the US track and field team isn't that great so go to built.com and use the promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order that's promo code lock 15 over at Bill.com. let's talk a little bit about uh the florida panthers and even strength how wow they're they still don't have a power play goal i thought I thought originally that montour goal lundell wins the face off by the way anton lundell goes 10 for 18 in the face-off circle gets it to sam reinhardt and then sam reinhardt that um gives it to brandon Montour shoots a wrister past Andre Vasilevsky. Even even if the time did run out, whether it did, it it might change. There might be a score change by by the time where this comes out tomorrow, and it might be a power play goal after all. But Kalorn wouldn't have gotten back to the um to catch up to the play for Montour's goal. But as of right now, as of this recording at 10:25 at night. It is an even strength goal. And the Florida Panthers, listen to this, dude. 14 to 3 even strength over the opposition. And before today's game for the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're actually uh before today's game, they were outscored even strength eight to three. So add those numbers for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I'm doing the math right now, 12 to 4. They're they're being outscored even strength. So it seems that three games in. It's very early. The Florida Panthers are going in this direction based on even strength. The Tampa Bay Lightning are currently not not in the best position, even strength. And zero power play goals for this Florida Panthers team. Amazing what they're doing even strength, dude.
1: Yeah, so the power play, it had better setups today. There was better chances, Mm -hmm. obviously. I'm going to give them the pass on that. I think it's more of a running joke at this point because even Montour, when he found out, I think... um, When they were doing the intermission interview, they told them that wasn't a power play goal. He's like, oh, all the boys on the bench thought we finally got one. So um, they'll get it together. The Panthers, their power play has kind of been an issue the last couple of seasons. Um, I like the switch putting horny out there just because you could put the top five or the, the five top four picks out there. That's a fun line. But. Patrick Hornfist kind of brought something in the beginning of last season that they didn't have where it's a feisty guy that's going to get in front of the goalie. He's going to get in the corners on the power play and he's going to try his hardest to feed one of those um, all-stars with the puck. Um, But yeah, even strength, the team can score. National media has been saying if the Panthers go down, that doesn't matter because we're just going to go and score more than you. And when you have goaltenders that are performing like they're performing, when the defense can not only jump up in the rush, but then transition back, I mean, shoot. Mackenzie Weger might make Team Canada. Mm -hmm. He John Cooper's the coach. And if John Cooper didn't just see what Mackenzie Weger did to his team, yeah, Mackenzie Weger should be one of the eight defensemen for Team Canada, and so should Aaron Eckblad. And that's not me being biased. That's me looking at the – Depth of Team Canada, I think they both can slip in.
0: And Mackenzie Weaver had a heads-up play towards the, I believe it was in the third period, where Spencer Knight was in the butterfly position, and it looked like that the Tampa Bay Lightning- were his hand on the goal had line. Had the hand on the goal line, and was just right there. That, that's that's just, those are just the mental things of this game that a lot of people don't really think about. And Mackenzie Weaver was just there, not allowing any, any opportunity for any- Tampa Bay Lightning player to knock it in and this is a guy once again who led all NHL defensemen and even strength points last season so and without Aaron Eckblad too so and let's not forget Jonathan Huberto as well for for Team Canada a a possibility. Oh
1: Huberto is a shoe-in for me Mm -hmm. he is a shoe-in just because when you look at the wingers from if you made an NHL all-star team with wingers Jonathan Huberto would be one of the four left wingers one of the eight wingers on that um team team Canada like he easily makes my top six for wingers there's no question about it Mm -hmm.
0: going back to Anton Lindell he led the Florida Panthers in shorthanded time on ice with for forwards with four minutes and 15 seconds just one second over Alexander Barkov but still I'm going to count that as him leading the charge in shorthanded time on ice and he had a big block towards the the end. I believe it was the fourth or fifth power play. The the Florida Panthers had a lot of uh, penalties today, not a recipe for success, but still six for six. Lindell leads the charge with time on ice and a, and a big block. So this 20 year old kid is taking the lead for this team in his first, in only his third game of the season, along with his roommate, Alexander Barkov out on the ice. So ama- amazing what this guy is doing on the PK.
1: I was watching Anton Lundell at the World Juniors. And I said, how the heck did the Panthers get this guy at 12?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I looked at the draft class today. And while it is a good draft class, look at it. As how the heck did he fall out of the top 10? And then after today's game, I said, how is he going to be looked at in three years? I'm going to say how did this guy not go top five in this draft? Because he's not just offensively gifted. He is the prototype Alexander Barkov 2.0. That's the way he plays hockey. And Barkov necessarily didn't have the fastest start to his career. It took a couple seasons. Barkov also started at 18. Lundell started at 20. So that's why you can see a little bit of a difference right now. But Man, Anton Lundell, just the confidence the coaching staff has to play him on on five-on-threes because he played five-on-threes against the Islanders. You have a 20-year-old killing five-on-threes. You have him today killing penalties, um, making huge plays. Obviously, I think that holding call was a bunch of garbage. If you can chip the puck past a defenseman on the power play and then hit him and then he gets wrapped up and falls, I don't think that's a penalty any day of the week. But besides that, he jumps in on the rush, um, had a couple chances that game, had a couple nice passes too. There was one behind the net where he had the puck. His body momentum was going to the far side of the net. He swung his body around completely, swept it and curled it around the post just to hit Mason Marchman in the slot. That might be one of the harder moves you can do going pretty much full sweep behind the net to find a guy in the slot. Just the hockey IQ on him is absolutely in t- intense, and for him to lead the Panthers in the penalty killing minutes—I mean, dude was fifty-six percent from the face-off circle. Yeah, I'm gonna play him every chance I get, especially when Nolachari's injured.
0: Absolutely, and that's a and the Florida Panthers are. I wonder how the minutes are going to be uh, distributed when uh, Nolachari comes back. Probably a, a second unit uh, for Nolachari at this point for for the PK. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from football to basketball, boxing to hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. But you mentioned the five on three. Now in three games, this is the third time that the Florida Panthers have been on the five on three. They were able to kill all three five on threes. The I, I thought they had. I thought they gave up a goal on the five on three. I was I was trying to go back, but actually there was a was double minor, after, a double minor on Uyghur in game one. It was shortly after the five on three, so that's what got me a little uh, mixed up but yeah they they haven't given up uh on the 5 on 3 but still six penalties i spoke about it i think they man despite despite being really outstanding on the pk are are you concerned about the amount of penalties and the pim for for this team against the opposition
1: it depends there's certain penalties where i'm okay with because they shouldn't necessarily be called and those are like some of the questionable like the cross-checking calls have been really pushed down this year i think that's gonna kind of disappear as the season progresses they're just kind of trying to showboat it at this point but um offensive zone tripping penalties you can't have that you can't have slashes you can't have hooks today there was. normally i'm not the type to be like oh well the referee was just you know throwing out bad calls there is like two or three where I just was kind of scratching my head like, hmm, but still that's three. There's another three that shouldn't have been made. Like the Reinhardt slash on that. that the Reinhardt that. slash was a terrible call. The Lundell mm-hmm. call- hole was a terrible call. The Kevin Connaughton one was interesting. Joel Thornton clearly slashed whoever that are uh, Kachuk in the, in the, Kachuk. you know, in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, uh, the the coaching staff should be like, you guys, you're a good hockey team stay out of the box because mm-hmm. you don't want to be playing from behind.
0: No, and in all their eight regular season games against the lightning last year, I have I have actually all the all the power play uh um percentages right here on this the light doesn't really show it but I have I have all of them from the the eight regular season games from last year and the playoffs. This is the first time this is the first time in any of those matchups that the Florida Panthers have given up uh, six—not op- um, th- given up—that they've had. They've given the Tampa Bay Lightning six power play opportunities, and wow, that pe- that penalty kill—they were they were able to—they they were able to just not allow a, sing- a single goal there. And my goodness, the the, the PK—I could just go on and on and on about that about that. But let's talk about uh, Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight, outstanding. He had a big save on the 5 on 3 very early against um Steven Stamkos on the on the 5 on 3 there are times where there was an there was one where Steven Stamkos was just alone on the rush and Spencer Knight was not afraid to get out of his crease and just knock it out not even giving him an opportunity for a shot and then there was another one of my memory where um Steven Stamkos was right on the doorstep and nothing so um, what, what were your thoughts on Spencer Knight tonight?
1: Spencer Knight's a very technically sound goaltender, especially for 20 years old. They showed a graphic today with the youngest goaltender in the league. I yes, believe I the second youngest is 22 or 23. And then Carter Hart mm-hmm. was like the third youngest at 23. Um, Spencer Knight shouldn't be doing this in the NHL this early. Going cross, because he did the same thing, I think, against Kucherov in game five where he went cross crease and absolutely robbed him on a one-timer. The same thing he did to Stamkos, except that was a playoff game. He's very confident. As you said, on the breakaway, he came out, cut the angle. I mean, you know, that's one of the best goal scorers of the last decade. And he's been off to a tear as well. And Spencer Knight says, nope, I'm going to come out and I'm going to be aggressive goalie and I'm going to cut the angle. Um, Yeah, Spencer Knight's good he's good at hockey
0: absolutely and and man the it's probably going to be like a two games Bobrovsky one game Spencer Knight again or two two one game um one for Knight and then another for Bobrovsky still keeping that two two one uh rotation I talked about it all the time uh 60 40 so man the it's crazy to say because in the last few years we've thought that we not thought known that goalie has been an issue for the Florida Panthers team we've seen Luongo be on the tail end of his career not being the goalie that he used to be Prabowski has been really underwhelming in his first two years and so far so good in this one and then you get this really promising guy and and the defense has been a lot better than than the than what they were in the first two years, and the the crazy thing about this all is they ran this back for the most part uh, this season. Like all the all all the player all the players on 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 this team are players from last year, and it it seems that these the defensive core has really taken taken a step forward. It's great to see, man.
1: Yeah, I really like Kevin Canaan's game. Um, he's not flashy at all, but he's big. He has pretty good foot speed for a guy his size. He can hit, he can shoot. I mean, he almost scored today a couple times. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to make the top six when the season started. Obviously, he was injured season IR. Um, that's also why I wasn't surprised that Matt that got sent back to Charlotte, just because they're going to give you Levy some chances too. And um, obviously, Marcus Nutavara is also going to get some chances once he comes back. So yeah, the the defense was a little bit of a head scratch for me heading into the season, but seeing how they played so far, I mean, Brandon Montours looked pretty solid, scored a goal today. Um, Defensively looked pretty solid too. Uyghur and Ekblad is one of the five best defensive pairings in the NHL. There it's not even close. Like Tampa has a really good pairing when they want to. Anyone with headman is a top defensive pairing. Hmm. And then, you know, Weger Ekblad, you know, they they're, they're all star players uh,
0: absolutely and having that when when you know that you could have that top top defensive pairing play consistently and of course just like even strength they're also the top uh time on ice when it comes to when it comes to um, the pk as well and man 441 win 6 for 6 on the 6 for 6 on the pk Still no power play goals but hey we we will we will take we will take the we will take the win and now the florida panthers with 79 games left they have the colorado avalanche uh coming to town it was uh well not reported it, it the, the rumor is true that nathan mckinnon is officially off the COVID 19 list uh from the colorado avalanche uh they did play in Washington today. I don't know the score of that one. I'm actually checking it as we speak. But hey, the Florida Panthers are have a big matchup against a, probably the um, favorite in the NHL to uh, win the Stanley Cup this year. So uh,
1: yeah, Washington and, won six
0: three. Yikes! So yeah, Washington is. Uh, is off to a decent start uh, after losing to Tampa Bay early early on a few a few days ago, but they they get another early test with Colorado coming to town. So, what um tell us your thoughts on the upcoming matchup against the Colorado Avalanche on Thursday?
1: Yeah, so Colorado is a top three team in the West for me. I think the Vegas Golden Knights in a playoff series would have the upper edge just because defensive defensemen are valued pretty high and they kind of just brought it to them last series when they put in the playoffs. Whereas Colorado is an offensive defenseman team where the guys like Kale McCarr, Samuel Gerrard, Bowen Byram, et cetera. I'm excited that McKinnon's playing actually because this is regular season, it's not the playoffs. So mm. I wanna see how the Barkov versus McKinnon matchup goes this year those are two guys that went one and two in their respect in 2013 draft and those are two guys that are going to be competing for the Hart trophy this year because it's mcdavid mckinnon barkov matthews that's my center depth in the nhl and obviously Sidney crosby um yeah well, let's see how bob plays against colorado when you have nathan McKinnon flying down and Gabriel Landeskog and Miko Rantanen who is joining Alexander Barkov as one of the first three players mm-hmm. for the Finnish Olympic team.
0: And that that's that's going to be fun and that top line for Colorado is fun to watch and hard to stop and of course they got a new goalie in town in uh Darcy Kemper. Many many questions on whether he could stay healthy so a lot of questions with the um with the goaltending situation for uh Colorado heading to this season but it should be a fun one uh so Panthers and avalanche this coming thursday at the BB&T center so time to turn the page on this one because honestly uh alex i, I said this I, I said this before the tampa bay lightning game that even with a win it, that there's still much work to do that we can't get too caught up in a win with only with still three other matchups against the tampa bay lightning and still plenty of seasons so I'm going to keep a, a level head. It's a great win, but it's time to move on. On to Colorado.
1: Yeah, it's the regular season. Like, we'll take it one game at a time. If they lost tonight, we would point out what went wrong, what went right. Tonight, we pointed out what went wrong, what went right. Like, we were not forgiving at all. We talked about the penalties. We talked about, um, you know, Tampa was bringing it to them the first period for a bit. Obviously, the Panthers outshot them. Like, they both had pretty decent Opportunities, but Tampa even strength could still do what they need to do and set up in the zone. So Tampa does that every team. The Panthers just need to figure out throughout the season how they can be more disciplined and how they can get that power play going.
0: Absolutely. And it will come, it definitely will. And the the the, the PK part, great. And can't can't stop emphasizing on how great that is, but not a recipe for success to give them power play opportunities. So Hey, man, thanks for thanks so much for coming on the show,
1: man. And for my listeners, uh, tell them where they can find you on the internet and your show. So you can find me on Twitter at Baumgartner 91 You can also find my work over at the 5 Reasons Sports Network. I am the lead Florida Panthers writer at the site. So um, more content coming out there. And on Wednesdays on 5 Reasons YouTube, you can find me on In the Box with Alex. Airs at about 9 p.m. Eastern time, and you'll be seeing Armando on the show very soon as well.
0: <laughs> Definitely, and I, I can't wait to jump on. and Al- Alex was was very very kind tonight for for you guys listening. It he was able to do his post game show for uh, Fifth Line Five R, and then come right on this show of Locked On Panthers. So double duty for Alex uh, on on the, on a night like tonight, which it calls for it with a big game big early test with the Tampa Bay Lightning but anyways man thank you so much for coming on of course it's always a pleasure and if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to listen to the Prospect NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark and the Lockdown NHL podcast where they'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League and when you're done listening to this episode of Lockdown Panthers, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Collin leads on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. So subscribe to the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. It's Armando Velez with Alex Bumgartner. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.